Making progress on a big dream can often be overwhelming, but what if it didn't have to be? What if your dream became reality? Would that be a game changer? Hi everyone, this is Jim Riviello and I wanna welcome you to the Getting Results Podcast. I'm so excited to have you here, so let's get started. Results matter. In fact, we're paid to get results. So the big question is this, how do business leaders like us who really want to do the right thing and make a difference, how do they get results? How do they effectively lead others in the face of adversity? And how do they find the strength and courage to role model the behavior they want to see in others? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jim Riviello, and welcome to Getting Results. Nope, that's right. It's not Riv. I've hijacked his mic, and today it's me, Jacqueline Nicholson on a special edition of the Getting Results Podcast. I'm an LXU coach and I'm here today to seed you with ideas on how to make progress toward your big dream. Today, I'm interviewing Scott Ingram. Scott is an amazing individual. He's the author of Sales Success Stories, the leader of the Sales Success Podcast, a dad, a husband, works a day job, and also has a passion project for the Sales Success Summit, which we're gonna be talking about. Scott has always been fascinated with business models and specifically sales stories. Like you, he had a big dream, and for years, he didn't do anything about it. All that changed one day when he received a spark at a local conference he was attending. What if your spark happens during this podcast? Wouldn't that be cool? During our talk, Scott's going to share some hard lessons he's learned along the way. What if his lessons are the same lessons you're learning? Would that give you confidence to pursue your big dream? As you listen, I challenge you to consider a big dream you have and how you too can nurture it like Scott so your dream becomes reality. So Scott, welcome to the Getting Results Podcast. Great to be here, Jacqueline. It's fun to have the tables turned every now and then. Yeah, well, I'm not nearly the professional that Scott is, so hopefully this will all work out well. Uh, You'll be the judges of that as you're listening to this podcast, but super excited that Scott and I could get together on at least what's here in California, a beautiful sunny morning, and uh, to hear a little bit more about how Scott really got started. Um, It was funny enough, I was talking to somebody over the weekend, and I realized that I honestly didn't know the whole story behind how you got this started. So why don't we start there? Tell us about the genesis. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I, I guess I'll, I'll provide the beginning and we'll eventually get to what this is uh, for, for your audience. The, I went to, I'm, I'm in Austin, and years ago, I used to be really, really active in the local business community because most of the sales that I was doing were, were local. Now, now I work on a much more national basis. But I went and attended the Austin Under 40 Awards event. And just the model was so intriguing to me because I, I looked at this event and I thought, okay, this is fascinating. They had 10 different categories. So there was a category for nonprofit and technology and legal and you know, all these different things. And in each category, they had five different finalists. So ultimately they end up with something like 50 different finalists and every one of those people in, in this big you know, recognition award ceremony has brought at least a table worth of friends and family to support them. And so right there, you have this event with 800 or 1,000 people. And so just, just the business model of that fascinated me. I thought, wow, this is, this is really, really interesting. And nothing like this exists in sales. And in my so belief- called the Austin Under 40? 
Austin under 40. And, and a lot of cities have this, right? It, it's okay. just a, a way to recognize sort of young professionals that are doing all sorts of, of different things. There tends to be a, it's not just professional recognition. It also tends to recognize community involvement and, and people that are doing that type of work. That, well, I actually had never heard of anything like that. So that's pretty cool. I'd seen it in industries um, at a national level, but not in a local. That's awesome. I'm learning something new. I love it. Yeah, right. there you go. So so to your point, from an industry perspective, there's not really anything like this in sales. And I thought, you know, this would be fascinating because my, my belief about salespeople is that we are very, very simple creatures. We basically have two buttons that you can press. <laughs> we have a cash button and, and we enjoy it very much when you press that button. But we also have a recognition button. And the reality is, one, that button doesn't, doesn't get pressed as often as we would probably like. And number two, in a lot of instances, I believe that the recognition button is even bigger than the cash button. So I thought, you know, wouldn't it be interesting? And, and I, my, my vision for this was huge, probably too huge, which is maybe what hurt me for years that I didn't do anything. But I thought, what if we took the Fortune 500? and carved them up into these industry categories like this and did this big national awards event. And, and the vision was so big where it, it included a multi-day conference at the Gaylord Texan in Dallas and the awards event on the field at AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play. <laughs> I right? Because I, I live in Texas, right? You got to have big dreams like everything is bigger here, right? Right. And, but the problem with that was, you know, I'm, I'm working just my day-to-day -day sales job. That was such a big vision and, and it would have required such a huge team to be able to pull off and a lot of fundraising and, and everything else. And so a few years later, I am on this, well, it, it hasn't stopped, but I, I was in the early stages of my podcast kick where I was just discovering podcasts and really listening to a lot of shows. And I listened to a show that was about, that particular episode was about personal branding. And something clicked as I was listening to that interview. I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The whole reason why I really want to do this event really has nothing to do with the recognition side of things. All I really want selfishly is to hear the stories. I just wanted to put all these folks on panels and be able to interrogate them and ask them, Jacqueline, how is it that, that you sold $10 million of, of this you know, SaaS solution last year when everybody else in the world is, is struggling to sell a million dollars? What the heck are you doing right now you know, in, in this current environment? Because so much of the sales content out there comes from these quote unquote sales experts who haven't had their own quota in years and usually decades. So mm -hmm. I, when I heard that podcast, I went, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't have to, to build that giant event. I can start with a podcast and get straight at the stories, which is what I really want anyway. And so, you know, within a year, the Sales Success Stories podcast was born and I only interview quota carrying individual contributors who are either the number one seller on their team or they work for some giant organization like LinkedIn or Microsoft or ADP. And I'm willing to settle for the top 1%. <laughs> I love it. We're willing to settle for the top 1% because you have such great group of people that you've heard the stories from. And let's face it. I mean, we all love a good story, don't we? I think that's what we, that as humans is what we thrive on. That's how our history has been passed on by telling stories. And it really resonated for you that that's really what you wanted. I love that. I love that.
Yeah, well, and, and the stories are, are so powerful because it puts everything into context, right? I, I think the challenge is, I mean, especially if you, like me, are a student of sales or you're a student of business, you, you take in all of these inputs, you read all of these different books, you read all of these different articles, but the challenge is understanding how do you assimilate all of this? There's, there's no shortage of great ideas and things that I should do, but I wanted to get at how are the very best taking all of these same ideas, because they've read all the same books that I have, but how are they applying it in their day-to-day, -day? and how are they deciding what they prioritize, and how do they do that when they also have a family, or they, they also have you know just a, a life and, and other passions and other things that they do and are still able to achieve at these types of levels? Well, yeah, and by the way, for our listeners, you know, Scott, you know, he just has a couple of things on his plate. Um, you know, not very much. Uh, <laughs> he's an author. He's a speaker. He's a, a conference putter honor. We're all excited about that. Let's, uh, let's uh, put a plug in for that just really quickly. If you like what you're hearing when you're hearing about Scott and his journey today, uh, check us out at top1.fm. The Sales Success Summit, which is coming up in October, October 14th and 15th down in Austin, Texas. How many days are we at the countdown now, Scott? Oh, gosh, just just over 30. So it's uh, I've got a lot going on right now. Just over 30 days. So really exciting. I mean, Scott's Scott's getting, you know, a lot of interest in the in the podcast. I think that has grown for you. What I find fascinating about what you've told me, at least so far today is the idea started out as something huge, you know, go big or go home, like huge, big Texas arena event. But you didn't give up when you realized that that wasn't exactly where you wanted to go. You followed the passion, you followed the, the part of the idea that I think that needed to come to life, and, and the podcast started. Now, I know I found you, we never met before. Um, I had a guy at my company walk up to me one day after our sales kickoff and says, Jacqueline, you don't know me, but you've got to talk to Scott Ingram. And I said, well, I'd love to. Who's Scott Ingram? <laughs> and that's how we met. So did you get your first, uh, you, the people that you interviewed for the podcast, is it word of mouth? How did you go about finding all of this? Yeah, it, you know, it was, it was a couple of things. Obviously, that was word of mouth because that gentleman was somebody that I had worked with previously. And, and I knew that he was working at the, the company you were with at, at the time. And he's like, oh, my gosh, it's, it's Jacqueline. She's amazing. Let me, let me make this happen. Um, you, you know, what's, what's interesting, the, the biggest pushback I got around this was always, you know, as, as I shared this vision, whether it was for the big event or, or even the podcast was, you know, sales leaders and, and the executives at these companies aren't going to allow this to happen. They, they, they're not going to want to expose uh, their, their best people for, for fear that they will get plucked off. And I, I, I don't know, to some degree, I think that's maybe true, but really only for kind of a, a minority of leaders who are um, I, I just not confident, right? Who, who right. don't believe that, hey, we're, we're delivering great value here. They understand that recognition piece. The best thing they can do is say, Jacqueline, you, you are doing amazing work. I would love for you to be able to tell this story more broadly and, and let me connect you with Scott. But the other thing that's fascinating and, and just fun is I can target an organization and it's really, really easy to find the number one person because I can talk to anybody on the sales team and they always know who it is. Mm, that's true. 
Right. So, so it, I've always, not always, but most of the time it's been a bottom up sort of approach. I, I'll, I'll find a company that I'm interested in. I'll reach out to somebody on their sales team and they'll say, Oh, it's Jacqueline. And then I just reach out to, to Jacqueline and, and kind of make that happen. Now that we're nearly three years into this, it's much more word of mouth. And, and what's really fun now is what's happening is people who have been fans of the show for a year or two are reaching out and saying, Hey, I've done it. This, this has inspired me. I've been applying a lot of these things and now I am the number one. Can I be on your show? And, and so it's, it's really come full circle in that way that this is becoming that, that place that people do get to, to get recognized or, or seek it out and, and find a way to recognize themselves. That's awesome. I think when you and I were talking last to prepare for what this uh, interview might turn into, you talked a little bit about um, startups getting it backwards. So, so let's talk to all the entrepreneurs out there who are creating companies from scratch. They've got a great idea and great ideas are a good thing. We've learned that, right? But what was the lesson that you learned um, out of having this big, great idea and how you know, entrepreneurs can turn their ideas into something successful, but I think there's a unique way of going about it that you talked to me about that I really liked. I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the, the thing that always hung me up with the, with the initial sort of big event vision was how am I going to do this when I'm nobody? I, I, I don't, nobody knows who I am, but this event's going to come out of nowhere. You know, how are we going to get that kind of, uh, of leverage and get people to participate? And I was already kind of heading down this path. Like once I listened to that personal branding podcast and I had this, you know, kind of podcast first type of vision, uh, it, it, it really matched this, but I came across a book called Content Inc. written by Joe Polizzi. And Joe started the Content Marketing Institute. And this, this book, and he's written many books because he's a content guy, mm -hmm. but this book in particular basically laid out his own business model. And he found other stories and other examples to uh, kind of back it up. And, and, Joe, I can't remember the timeframes exactly, but you know, I, I want to say that he started, he started Content Marketing Institute, ran it for about six years, and then had about a $25 million acquisition exit. Mm. Um, so wow. he did very well. Like this, this model absolutely works. And what, what he lays out in the book and what he suggests, so this is really Joe's idea, not mine. He says, you know what, most people, most entrepreneurs have it backwards. They have this idea where I've got this, I've got this idea. I've, I want to create this product or this solution or, or whatever it is. And they spend a lot of time and money creating their, their better mousetrap. And then they try to take that to market. And that's really where they fail. They don't, they don't have anybody to sell it to, and they haven't really developed that piece of, of the business. And, and they typically just sort of run out of runway and, and go quietly into the, into the night. He says, what if instead, and, and he, obviously he references all of the failure statistics. I mean, the, the failures among small businesses are extraordinarily high. He said, what if we flip that around entirely and instead start building an audience of the people that we ultimately are going to want to sell to. And we ask that audience what they want. And then 
create that thing that, that they want because now you've you've got that audience now instead of having to to find people to buy the thing that you invented you've created something that people have already said that's what i want and you have the audience that's ready to go buy it and so there's there's a lot of pieces of, of this in the book i highly recommend the book i, I think it's a it's a really really great example it, it kind of starts with this idea of uh, a single channel, right? So it's about focus. It's about, uh, he, he talks about this idea of the content tilt. So you can't be me too in, in what you're doing. It really has to be something that, that has a, a unique perspective, a unique angle. So for me, in an environment, and, and this was less so uh, in the early days, but I keep a list of every active sales podcast I can find. And that dang list is over 200 shows long right now. When That's I started, awesome. it was, when I started, it was probably a few dozen, but if you look at all the sales podcasts, it was kind of the same stuff. It was the same format, right? There was, there was a lot of interview stuff. There was a few um, kind of, um, I, I don't know what the best way to describe it is just kind of solo uh, talking episodes uh, were right. So I, I'm the expert. Let me kind of tell you my, my thoughts, but again, there was what was missing my tilt was this, let me go talk to the best of the best right now. Let me talk to the practitioners and let me bring that voice forward because that's really what's, what's missing. And then over time, as you're building that audience, you're expanding into other channels and you're expanding your reach. And, and that's what we've done. So now we've, we've created books. I have another podcast. We, we certainly leverage the content that we're creating across channels. So it goes into LinkedIn, it goes into Twitter, it goes onto YouTube. And, and then the, the really penultimate for us right now is we have our, our own event. Now it's not that awards event. Uh, this is what we call the sales success summit. And again, the, the differentiator for us is every one of the presenters on stage has been on the podcast. So by definition, they're within that top 1%. And what makes that really neat is if you're coming to the event, you can sort of prepare by listening to all these people in advance. And my, my episodes are very long. They, they, on average, they're about 75 minutes. It's not uncommon for me to go 90 minutes or even two hours. You really feel like you know these folks. So to be able to come to an event like that with that type of, of preparation, the relationship accelerant that, that we're able to kind of apply and experience is, is just off the charts. Well, and you know, and, and I'd like to touch on something that you just said. So the interesting thing to me, right, is that you you found a, a new way of thinking about it. So instead of just coming up with a great idea, which you already had a great idea, but how to tie that into something that could actually grow, be successful, get results that you wanted, and give results to the people who really were your following. So there's two things I thought of. So you built that audience and you asked them what they want. And I think overwhelmingly last year when we were all together in Austin, because this is this will be our second sales success summit, in the first one, the chatter that I kept hearing, the conversations I was having between and amongst all of us, there was a single theme. And it was really about, you know what, I go to my award ceremonies for my company, we have our president's clubs, I go to conferences to learn about my industry or my customer. I'm the best of the best in my company. I don't have anybody to look up to. I don't have anybody I can learn from. And what you provided, not only in the podcast, but in the event and the book was a way to hear from people who had done it you know, giving lessons on how to make it repeatable, how to do it themselves. And that to me was what the big difference was. It's why I'm going again this year. It's why I participated in the book project with you guys. It's because 
where else, where else are we going to go? Where else are the top salespeople going to continue to be inspired to get results? And that to me was what was unique. And I think you built that, you know, you, you found the audience and you asked us what we wanted and that's what everybody wanted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I, I joked from, from the beginning that this project is, is an extraordinarily selfish project because I, I'm, during the day, have a quota, right? I, I am in a sales role. This is just a, a side hustle kind of passion project for me. Right. I wanted to get, I wanted to improve myself. I wanted to improve my results. And I had heard my entire career, the Jim Rohn quote that says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Ooh. But until I started this show, I never really fully acted on that. Now, my world, I mean, I've, I've interviewed over 70 people that are of that caliber. All the people that I talk to all week long are absolutely incredible. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, my, my, the people that I've surrounded myself with now is, is the whole, is, an, is a level I'd never even dreamed of. And I, I wanted to be able to in some ways kind of pay that forward. And there's, there's two sides of that, right? One was just make those, those individuals accessible to more of my audience, which is what they were asking for. Right. Right. But more so it was, cause I always thought of the guest experience on the podcast, you know, cause if, if you're the best of the best, you're super busy, right? It, the, being a very, very high performing sales professional is really no different than being a, a top performing executive. And so the, the time issues are hard, right? So why would they give up a couple of hours to do an interview with me? And I always thought of it, the way I positioned it was, think of this as mentoring at scale, right? How many times like that. <laughs> that down? Yeah. How many times like that. that down and had this conversation over coffee because, you know, somebody, somebody new came into the organization and the smart ones, they're going to seek out the top person and they're going to buy you a drink or buy you breakfast and, and just want to get in your head. Like how many times does that happen? And you have the exact same conversation with them. I'm like, what if instead you could refer them to this, have them listen to this hour, hour and a half long conversation, and then go deeper from there. And it also tends to serve as, as a filter because what I find, and it's funny because I've set up sort of systems like this because over time as, as my personal brand has, has grown and more and more people reach out to me, I will set up little simple hoops for people. And, and typically it's just along the lines of, uh, you know, somebody wants to reach out and have one of those brain picking sessions and I'm happy to do it. But what I'll say is, hey, look, my schedule is crazy right now for the next couple of weeks, which as a rule, is kind of always true. It's perpetually true for you. Evergreen. Exactly. So I said, look, I, I'm, my schedule is nuts for the next couple of weeks. Do me a favor, reach out to me the middle of next month and we'll schedule some time. And the beauty of that simple little thing is it saves me from having to do those meetings with 90% of, of folks who aren't serious. And those who do follow up are those are my people. And I, I'm more than happy to have that conversation. So I, I, I say that you can do the same thing with this podcast interview, have somebody listen and then get together and do that and, and schedule time with you. And the beauty is it's going to make, you know, more than half of them go away and you won't hear from them again. And that's okay. Yeah. 
Well, I kind of feel honored at the moment because I did reach out to you about doing this and you're like, how about Sunday? And I was like, how about let's do it then? Yes, let's do it now. And well, we did, on, right? You're, you're already my people. You're, you've, I'm you've already in the, the charm. You've passed the threshold. I don't have to keep testing you. Well, let's talk about that. So you talked about you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I'm going to give a shout out to my friend Clay Abear here. So Clay and I met, it feels like, oh my, uh, <laughs> an awfully long time ago. It had to be uh, about 15 years ago. We encountered one another, and Clay uh, taught me something really early on in my career. Uh, Clay was working at Accenture when I met him, and he took a sabbatical, and he was one of the, the early uh, participants in Seth Godin's Alt-MBA program. And I love Clay to pieces, and he is probably one of my, my favorite people to, to do a sounding board with once in a great while. Uh, the two of us are, are quite busy. And Clay said something to me. He said, you know, you don't always necessarily have to have a great idea. You have to have great people. And he called it his tribe, right? So you built an audience. Clay talks about building tribes because that's the one thing that nobody can ever take away from you. And it's something that, that Riv and I feel passionate about and the, the group of us at, at Leadership X University, what we feel really passionate about is that, that group of people you surround yourself with. Um, we, you know, we want to be inspired. We don't want to be dragged down. Um, and I, I'm, amazed at the, the professionals that I coach, you know, on my weekends and my free time where people are just, they're, they've got toxic people around and they're dragged down to it. And you're not going to get the kind of results that you're looking for when that happens. So, so building that audience, nobody can take that away from you. Whether it's, it's your group of customers that love you and would follow you anywhere and buy from you in the future, they'd recommend you, they'd refer you to other people. Um, those people are critical to your success. And I think that, you know, whether you're, you know, a business leader in a large organization, whether you're an entrepreneur seeking results, the truth is the people that you surround yourself with, the people that you're trying to build as your tribe, as your people, as your audience are absolutely critical. And because then you can find out what, what do they need from you? Um, the sales success stories uh, group, those of us in the book, the project, the, the event, it's taken on a really cool life uh, where we're helping each other. Talk a little bit about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I think that any, any of those things, right, if, if you're thinking about your tribe, which is a, it, an amazing book, I, I'm a, also a Seth Godin fan, and, and that's where that term comes from. He's got this great book called Tribes that if, if you haven't read it, it's, it's absolutely incredible. It is. You know, the, the five people, the tribe, the audience, like whoever it is that you're surrounding yourself with. I also think that it's, it's really what you make of it. And I just did an interview. It'll go live, I think September 17th is, is the date that I've got it slated. So depending on when we release this, that'll either be uh, coming soon or, or just released. I talked with James Christman. And ah, yeah, so, so James came to the summit last year. And when I first met James, um, we connected in Chicago. That's, that's where he was, he was living. He was working for a, a startup that kind of wasn't going anywhere. He was, he was really looking for, Hey, what's the next step in my career? What's the next step in my journey was really invested in the podcast and, and the relationship and was one of the first people that signed up for the first summit. He absolutely made the most of it. He fostered those connections. He invested in those relationships and it wasn't just you know, this point in time, hey, I went, I had this experience, I saw these people speak, you know, maybe there's a few things I'm taking away and go on with your life. You know, he recognized the power of that event is who's in the room, 
And he, within months, ended up getting an incredible new job that, first of all, moved him to, from Chicago to San Diego. And I figure, you know what? Even if nothing else happened beyond that, that's that's a win right there. I'm I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the cold, so San Diego beats Chicago every day of the week. It's <laughs> like but perfect he, weather. Yeah, he went to work for Teradata, and now has been one of the most well, not one of. He's been the most successful new person, new sales professional in that organization in I don't know what period of time. You know, he's calling me celebrating the commission checks that he's cashing that are multiple six-figure checks. I mean, his life changed. That's amazing. Because of what he did with it, right? It's one thing to be in the room, but it's another thing to, in, again, and just invest in those relationships. And, and James is, he's just really, really great at that. You know, he's so good in the follow-up. He's so good in you know, treating all of those people like mentors and reaching out and, and taking the opportunity to learn from them. And I've also watched him do it incredibly well inside his organization, just in terms of the way that he's managing up, the way that he is building relationships across the organization. And, you know, he's he's in a, a large enterprise sales role, which always takes a village. There's so many people that are involved in those types of pursuits. And when you have relationships like that, it's so much easier to rally that team and, and get the impossible done. And he's been able to do it. Well, he's a delightful guy and it, it couldn't have happened to a nicer, more hardworking guy. And I think you're right. It, Cause I remember um, when I first met him and where he's at today, it's, it's a testimony to, you know, what, if you, if you'll let things inspire you and you take the action, look what can happen. It's very exciting. And, you know, it allows him not only to have a, a wonderful quality of life, but he can give back, right? When you're in a position of being successful, that's when you can give back and help the people around you, you know, support your families, support the charities that you love um, and the communities that you live in. It's vital. And I think that's, that's really where I, I kind of want to want to take this. As you think about, you know, as salespeople, right, you, you did say that we have buttons around cash and buttons around recognition, but ultimately, you know, let's, let's be honest, you know, we can't take it with us when we go, you know, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I found myself in that situation a couple of years ago when I uh, was very sick and you're, you're faced with this, this moment where you think, okay, like what's my legacy? We, you know, what, what kind of results will I have gotten? What will I be able to leave behind? Because, you know, my story is going to end, your story is going to end, all of ours are, but it doesn't have to be a bad thing. You know, it's, it's just reality. This is the world that we live in. Um, I wanted to share something. I kind of springing this on you here, Scott, and it's not meant to be a bad thing. I just, uh, it, I was moved to do this while we were talking and uh, a dear friend of mine's uh, grandmother passed away recently and I thought this was the neatest thing. I hope they don't mind me sharing this. I'll ask permission. If, and if uh, I don't have permission, this won't be in the podcast. <laughs> um, but it was a little note that she left, which I thought was pretty cool. She was, she was ill you know, in, in hospice care. And uh, I, I never had the pleasure of meeting this firecracker of a lady, but I look forward to meeting her and, and dancing with her in heaven someday. So she said, this is to all of you whom I love. I want each of you to promise that wherever you think of me, whenever you think of me, you will think to yourself, Thelma had a great life and enjoyed every bit of it. Every one of you added to my happiness. I have no regrets and you must have none either. After I'm gone, just know that I am lying next to the best mother, father, and husband in the world. Go on and live your life in such a way that you will, 
Go on and live your life in such a way that you will maximize your own joy and that of those around you, as you have mine. If any one of you feels moved to read this at my funeral, be my guest. I always wanted to have the last word. Laughter here, please. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that is a lady that I find inspiring because you know what? We are, you know, we're something to everybody, but we're everything to some people. You know, Scott, you're everything to the lovely ladies in your life. I'm everything to the lovely family I have. And our listeners are somebody extremely important to those around them. And I just think, you know, at Leadership X University, our most important goal, um, the one thing that we always teach everybody that we coach is that, you know, this, this life is not about doing all these things, you know, having your podcast, having your successful event, having your tribe, right? It, it's not just about that. It's about being the person that you really want to be. You know, it's being the woman to me that my husband would marry again, being the, the person that my boss would hire again, you know, and being somebody that my kids are proud to introduce to their friends. And being the person that you always wanted to be is going to lead you to do the right things. And, and you're going to have the kind of success that we talk about in the podcast. And I would argue that there's a theme that runs through a lot of these top professionals that you interview, Scott, and that I'm privileged to know is they are good people. They're people that follow through. They're people that can be very selfless. They're people that work hard and, and they're really inspirational. Um, you inspire me every day. I don't know how you do what you do, but I'm sure happy that you do. Um, and I'm really honored that you took a little bit of a time out of your weekend to chat with me. Um, again, let's uh, do a plug for your event. Tell us about it and where they can find out more details because we'd love to get some more people down there with us in Austin. Yeah, and let me add two things while while we do because I'm not sure if if even you were aware of this. So we're recording this on a on a Sunday uh, early afternoon, and the next thing I need to work on is uh, just putting all of the details, taking all of the the sessions that we've got planned for the summit, and sticking it into a, a schedule. So that's that's kind of my next task. But the thing that we're going to open with is a presentation from Dale Dupree that is all about legacy so that that's actually how we open so i i love that you brought that up yeah it's funny how these things come together and and happen and the thing that drives me you know the and it's been a number of years i don't know where i originally came up with this idea but it's kind of evolved over time and when i think about my why it's i think of it as inspiration squared Mm. and and what that means to me is on one side just like you i want to uh, be the person that uh, other people lo- look forward to and, and just sort of live in an inspiring life. And I also love to be inspired. So I want to surround myself by uh, those that, that uh, inspire me to go to a, a whole nother level. And so that's, that's just such a big, big part of what the, what the summit will be. So all the details about the summit, um, easiest thing to do, if you just go to top1.fm, that will take you to the the main website and you can learn about the podcast and the book. And on the right hand side is a nice link to uh, what ultimately take you to top1summit.com where all the details about the the summit are. And I know that this audience, Jacqueline, is uh, full of of leaders and may feel like even, even though uh, the, the all of the content I specifically and intentionally build for quota carrying individual contributors, I, I think it's extraordinarily valuable for those in leadership, whether it's sales leadership or it's just executive leadership in general, 
um, to take that own level of, of inspiration away and see what, I, I think we have so many misconceptions about what great sales professionals do and who they are. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and this is an opportunity to really, really see it and feel it and experience it and, and build some of those relationships. And I, I promise you'll take away some things uh, that uh, have an opportunity to, to really take your organization to the, to the next level, because this is, this is really sales done right. This is what, this is what true professional sales uh, is, is all about. So I'd, I'd love to see some, some folks from this audience uh, there, and, and I'm sure they have a lot to bring to us as well. I actually couldn't agree more. I'm married to an operations executive who firmly believes that unless he's completely in tune with the sales organization and what he needs to deliver for them, that he's never going to be successful. And, you know, there were even last year in our, in our you know, inaugural year of this event, um, there were business owners, entrepreneurs that were there learning how, you know, to really make uh, you know, their company successful by learning from the best of the best sales professionals. So I think that's a, a good theme. I didn't know about Dale. I'm super excited about that now. Um, I can't believe I actually, this all tied together. Things do happen for a reason. You and I know that's, uh, that's the truth. So that's pretty cool. It's, I shouldn't surprise me, but it, it usually does delight me when I hear it. So well, Scott, I just thank you so much for joining us today. Um, if you guys want to find out more about Scott, uh, you can go to his website. His links to his podcast are there. You can listen to them online. He even has daily success tips that he, you can listen to, which I love. Um, they're my drive time things. I love listening to it. And uh, we look forward to, uh, I look forward to seeing you in Austin soon, Scott. And I just thank you so much for continuing to inspire me. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And, I can't uh, thanks, wait. <laughs> thanks to our audience for joining. Um, we look forward to talking to you next time. Thanks. If you're interested in learning more about the upcoming Sales Success Summit, visit top1.fm to find out more. Today, like every day, is a new beginning. You, like Scott, have an opportunity right now to make meaningful progress on a big dream. Scott had a big dream and made a conscious decision to follow his passion. Was it easy? No, but he never gave up. He had the courage to take the first step and started a podcast. That podcast led to a book, speaking engagements, and today a large sales success summit in Austin, Texas. When you talk to Scott, you get the feeling that he's just starting. What legacy are you going to leave behind? What is your why? Imagine if you, like Scott, allowed yourself to be inspired by others, and had the courage to take the first step towards your dream. Always remember, you are never alone. If you want help making your dream a reality, we invite you to join the Move the Needle Challenge, and together, let's make progress your new mantra. Let's work on taking that first step on your dream. Go to movetheneedlechallenge.com. Enjoy your week and we'll talk to you in the next episode. Thanks for joining this special edition of Getting Results.